0: Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. It's Monday, March 8th, 2021. It's good to have you here. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals for mortgage professionals every week. And we're so grateful to have you here as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format you can listen to anytime and anywhere. In our Hot Topics segment, we're going to be continuing our discussion, which we started last week with Jim and Jeannie Blanchard. We're talking about recruiting and building healthy, strong companies. And I'm so honored to have joining us today Mr. Bill Cosgrove, President CEO of Union Home Mortgage. We're talking about recruiting rope world- class, talent. How do you do it? How does someone like Bill, who's been in the business for so long, and I've interviewed Bill for the Licking on Leadership podcast, and he's one of the few folks that didn't get into this industry, like most of us did, by accident. you got to go listen to his interview that I did with him, on the, that's posted on the Licking on Leadership podcast. He got in the industry intentionally, by purpose, and he has built the company intentionally. It's one of the largest, one of the most successful companies. For those of us in the independent mortgage banking world are so grateful to Bill, because he also, well, chairman of the MB was started the Independent Mortgage Bankers Group, so IMB. Really became the conference it was under Bill's leadership there. And so we're so grateful to have him. So stay tuned all the way through to the hot topic segment. And we get to listen to Mr. Cosgrove. Wanna say a special thank you to Industry Syndicate.com. They're part of the podcast. Again, we're one of the first out there, but Industry Syndicate now has done a great job of helping getting out and publishing all the podcasts related to the mortgage industry. If you're looking for great content, go to Industry Syndicate.com and they are about the mortgage industry. And there's also some real estate programs related to that. But it's all basic about real estate and real estate finance. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Again, we had Michael Friend Tony on January 4th. Be sure to go listen to that interview. We also want to say thank you to Finastra, whose FusionBot Mortgage Solution really helps you as lenders experience the power of a fully integrated approach to mortgage lending. A lot of systems say they are fully integrated. This one really truly is. It'll help you engage with borrowers and create a greater experience for your borrowers. We get interviewed on January 11th, Dan Putney. We're so pleased to be a part of two great co-ops, Lenders One as well as the, the Mortgage Collaborative. Uh, by the way, Bill Cosgrove, who's going to be on our guest on the Hot Topic, was one of the founders of the Mortgage Collaborative. So very excited to be a part of both of these. Be sure to check out both of these on our website, looking on lending, to hear how you learn more about these two. We are members of both, and I recommend people consider both. They may sound like that's also extravagant, but you'll you find out there's wonderful nuances and differences between the two. But the most important North Association you need to be a part of, above all of them, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Also, we are proud to have the Community Mortgage Lenders of America as a sponsor. They do a great job working with some of the smaller lenders out there, CMLA. Also, Indicom, Alice's old company, partners with lenders and servicers, mortgage insurers, and title insurance companies to achieve one specific goal, to help them grow. Check out the interview with Linda Barmar, August 31st, 2020. Also, Josh Friend has a company by the name of Incelerate. Helps lenders close more loans by radically changing how lenders can Communicate and engage with borrowers. you got a great CRM, some technology, but most importantly, some best practices. If you have not had a conversation with Josh friend do so. It'll be probably the best 15, 20 minutes that you could invest, especially as you're looking at how to engage more effectively borrowers also knowledge coop our good friend ken has a knowledge coop up there and does a great job with helping you train your people also mobility Modex. both of these companies are brilliant and how they give you real-time information about who you're recruiting as far as it relates to their production status also some of the things they can do to help you connect with the right mutator especially as we're seeing this market shift to a purchase market These two tools will help you. So check out Mobility RE, also Mobility MMI, Mortgage Market Intelligence, and Modix. Of both these companies, we use both of them in consulting with our clients. Also a special thank you to all of our regulars, Alice, Alan, and Matt. Welcome to the Hot Topic segment of the Licking on Lending program, everybody. So good to have you here. We've got Bill Cosgrove, President and CEO of Union Home Mortgage. We're going to be talking about recruiting world-class talent. And I look across the landscape of companies that have built world-class talent and have an abundance of it in their staff, Union Home stands out. And if we don't have to say anything more than just say, they somehow captured Alice Alvey, took her out of consulting to the industry and brought her in-house. If that is an example of recruiting top talent, world-class talent, there's no better one. I rest my case on that one. Bill Cosgrove, good to have you back on the podcast. You've been here before. Always honored when you take time on your very busy day to join us. Thank
1: you, sir. Thank you, David. Great to be here. And I could not agree with you more.
0: Ah, yes. We're talking about Alice and what a great oh, yeah. example of recruiting world-class talent. And Alice, we're not trying to make you embarrassed, but when you look at great talent, was one of the places I want to go is it's recognizing the passion that someone has, the passion for excellence. And you've surrounded yourself with a lot of people, but for those that might not know who you, give us a little insights. Just take a brief moment, talk about yourself and Union Home Mortgage.
1: Sure. So Union Home is a 21-year passion of mine. We started the company 21 years ago off a uh, small foundation that was provided for me. Today, we're in 44 states. Last year, we did just a little bit over 10000000000 billion. We're at uh, a little over uh, almost 1,500 partners now, uh, partner employees. are servicing Portfolio is at about $14 15 billion and growing. About 90,000 customers a month are uh, mortgage payments to Union Home, and the company continues to grow both in retail lending wholesale, consumer direct, and correspondence. So we have all four growth legs of the school, so to speak, David, and that's just a quick overview right. oh. of uh, Union Home.
0: Oh, You've done a great job of building some outstanding stuff. But we've just come through one of the most unprecedented things called the pandemic. And what I'm really interested in, Bill, is how has Union Home been able to continue to recruit interns into the pandemic? And for those of you who do not know, you've heard me talk about on the podcast, Alice and I have talked about how successful Union Home so is. the most successful story in our industry that I know of bringing interns into the company. So talk about interns during the pandemic. And I love to hear some stories of success of what you've achieved with those wonderful interns.
1: Well, thanks, David. We're really proud of the intern program. First thing is, Alice can speak to this, but the entire senior management team has adopted the intern program and they support the intern program. So when the young people come and spend their summer with us, the amount of attention, the amount of resources, planning is world class. And our intern program every year continues to grow, continues to improve, and is multiple award winning. To answer your question directly, last year in 2020, we had 85 Interns at the company this year. We're going to have 108 interns. Yeah, it's amazing. Our number one goal, David, is not to turn every intern into a mortgage professional in their given vocation, whether it's sales, accounting, IT, you name it, right? That's not our number one goal. Our number one goal is to expose them and give them an experience of what a world class career is about and what type of communication, what type of commitment, what do you do with great opportunities? What do you do with challenges? So we want to give them a real world experience about what a career is supposed to be.
0: That's our goal.
1: In between all of that, whether we get them in their sophomore year, junior year, or their senior year, about 25% of that intern class ends up being offered and accepting an offer to start their career in the mortgage business at Union Home. It's really cool.
0: That is so cool. And I, I mean, I, I think it's great that you have it. another greater purpose than just recruiting. But what comes out of it, convert that many. And Alice, you and I were talking about, as you guys were working on launching the program, you said, Dave, you should see the research that our interns are doing. It's not like they're just a drag, like a barnacles under a sailboat moving through the water, slowing you down. They're actually helping facilitate things. Alice, just... Expound on that just a little bit. I think that's so wonderful. And your enthusiasm for the intern program is infectious.
2: Yeah, I think that as Bill was saying, it's not just about trying to teach them mortgages. We give them projects that could be any type of work and they love that. They latch onto that. They actually bring tremendous value to the company and they walk away knowing what a good company should look like. And they've said some great stories. We've had a couple of the interns who literally helped get us off the ground with our correspondent lending and manage client relations. They're amazing how they stepped up to the plate and, uh, do bigger things that never underestimate what you think they can do. And they're always looking for a challenge. Yeah,
0: Bill, you'd be so proud. I she'll pick up the phone. David, what do you think about this? What about that? And she's had several of their interns on. And I'm so impressed with the questions that some of the interns ask. I don't know how you were getting the crop, the quality of individuals in this intern program, but it's one of the things that I celebrate that you're doing, Bill. In a previous interview, they were out recruiting at these college campuses. and We got the Younger's group to talk. And that was just one of the brilliance. Mm-hmm. one of the strategies that's working so well for you, and which is really getting into some of the key strategies I want to go to next. What do you think the key strategies are for recruiting top talent today, Bill? So
1: I think the, the first strategy, David, is a foundation that wherever your company's at today, whatever size it is, the amount of resources, both human capital and marketing and others, it takes to get your company to the next level is not 200% more than you think it's not 300 it's 500%. So wow. we put a tremendous amount of resources into acquiring talent and acquiring world class talent. We have 10 wonderful people every day that do nothing but talk to operations people throughout the country. We have business development people that do nothing but talk to loan officers both in Consumer direct in retail, wholesale. We have another group that you just mentioned of very young people in their 20s and early 30s that do nothing but recruit talent from campus for our intern program. And that's just for starters. So, number one, if you really want growth, it comes to really putting resources and talent towards it, it, whatever you think it is today, it's five times that amount. And I think that's the first lesson that we learned.
0: Yeah. When you talk about the strategies, uh, one of which was you know, who should be recruiting on college campuses. But I think when you're looking at those key strategies, it also goes into other things. You have your own recruiting department that covers all areas of the company, do you not?
1: We do. And we added over the last year and a half, we added diversity to that recruiting mm. talent because. Over 35 years' career, when it comes to a diversified workforce, diversity doesn't come to you. So, in other words, financial services of all kinds, not just the mortgage business, but I think the whole platform of the financial services industry, mortgage being a small part of that, has always had a challenge recruiting a diverse workforce. It doesn't come to you naturally. So, you really, again, you have to have. Uh, a a diversity in your recruiters. And then you have to have a strategy in which to reach diversified candidates and expose them and show them how dynamic the mortgage business can be. The word mortgage is not dynamic, but when you open up the doors and look Mm -hmm. under the hood of the mortgage business, and there's 25 careers Within Union Home and every other dynamic mortgage company in America, when you look under the hood, there's a lot there. So we're excited about that. And I think that's a strategy that will pay dividends for a long time.
0: Anyway, Phil, when <laughs> you look at Union Home and doing the recruiting, you're recruiting, obviously, in ops and training and that. But talk about recruiting and sales talent in this environment, especially when there's so many big pipelines that so many are carrying, or at least they were going into this rate rise. Maybe that'll be diminished a bit. And everyone's working remotely. What is working for you when it comes to sales recruiting? And what is not?
1: I I think more than anything, you've got to have a lot of resources in the field that is keeping touch with really high quality salespeople that their character, their honesty, their reputation match your company culture. And I think from there, David, it's really a matter of it almost sells itself. So there's really no selling in recruiting. I think more than anything, we, we show people... The amount of world-class people we have, the talent we have, the mm-hmm. amount of volume they're doing, how much business they're doing, but how they're doing it and their reputation in their community. And it's really a matter of, is Union Home, do we represent in your community what you want to represent? Obviously, you got to have what everybody wants. You've got to have competitive rates. You've got to have great support. You've got to have great technology and so right. forth. But I think it's really more fundamental that if you simply tell your story, don't oversell. You are who we are. And I think just show who we are. I think you attract who you should attract. And hopefully you detract who doesn't really represent what you want to represent.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things that impressed me as I've worked with you and known you now for many, many years, Bill, is it's authenticity. I think one of the things when someone is enthusiastic, and I'm an enthusiastic guy, and I oftentimes so self-critical that I'm overselling. You're overselling because you're so enthusiastic. Be yourself. Be who you are. And that's one of the things that I wonder isn't one of the things that draws people to you because and Alice, I'm shifting to you and I'll let you respond and answer this. You see the genuine the transparency. You don't say, We're the greatest and that which I think goes to the overselling, but we are who we are and I think it communicates to how you're striving. But Alice, chime in on that point the sincerity and because you see it and it may be more difficult for Bill to comment about that because that is him.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's certainly the number one reason why I was very comfortable coming to Union Home because the culture starts at the top. And with Bill's (laughs) sincerity, you could see, okay, all the way up at the top, there's integrity, attention to quality, and his heart is where is about the partners right? It's it's always there about, are we taking care of partners? Are we doing the right thing for partners? And of course the education. So I think that education being one of his number one things is what drew me as well. So yes, you can see that every day.
0: Yeah, I love that about you, Bill. Please don't ever change. I know how successful you become. just And I don't think it is who you are, so I don't anticipate that. But it is one of the things that is the hallmark of Bill Cosgrove is your frankness, your straightforwardness, and genuineness. I think that just is so good. When you look at Unite Home and building its staff, there are not enough mortgage bankers to go around, which really goes to what Alice does. And that's the training program. Talk about, you've made significant investment, the size of your recruiting group. People ask our several questions coming in is how big is that group? How many people do you have dedicated to recruiting? And uh, then also then what effort have you done into training up your staff? You got the best trainer in the country. So what are you doing?
1: We do, David. So I, I would tell you that to answer the first question, we have ten operational recruiters that do nothing but that all day. We have about fifteen for loan officers of all type, retail, consumer direct, so forth. And then there's about five or six recruiters that do nothing but interns and and other things. So if you add it all up, it's an incredible amount of people that are looking for talent all over the country. And then we do what we call roundtables. So once there's an interview or two and the candidate, we think the candidate's right for us, the candidate thinks we're right, we go into a roundtable phase where then they talk to eight or 10 people from our company that they really can ask a lot of questions to of any type. So really when we choose to make an offer to a candidate and a candidate chooses us, they're very well informed. And and that really creates low turnover and a stick-to-itiveness that really helps. Now, regarding the, the training so like most companies, twice a year, we do retreats. This year we did them virtually where we take a couple of days away from the business and really just reflect and say, let's not talk about the 95% we do well. Let's talk about the 5% we need to improve upon. And this story goes back about six years, but for four years in a row, one of the top 10 that we needed to improve upon, and this is before we were fortunate enough to bring Alice to the company. One of the top 10, after we whittled it down from 60 little things we wanted to get better at to what are the most important 10, for four years in a row, it was training. And so everybody talked that they wanted to get better at training, but no Mm -hmm. one wanted to invest the millions of dollars to actually do it. And then the employee partner, it's not like getting a massage. You just don't lay there, be trained and get better you've got to work at it. You've got to do your part, right? You, you just don't lay there and feel better. So that's what we teach at Union Home. And with Alice putting together a world-class comprehensive training program, it's embedded into the culture and it's something we're really proud of to invest in that level and our partners. But the employees, got to bring it every day because to get better, you've got to bring the effort as well. So when you have the marriage of the commitment to training and the effort from your employee partners, you get better. And that's what it's all about.
0: I love what you're doing there. And do I have one last question is, I always love stories. There's a story that drives home every good point. And are there some great stories behind the scenes, successes that you can talk about, Some successes and challenges? I love to hear about those stories because you're a great storyteller, Bill.
1: Well, what's interesting that a lot of the stories are, are so long and some of them are so short. So it's funny with the interns where, you've got these young people that are anywhere between 19 and 21, 22 years old, and you capture them in normal times. They're on your campus at our headquarters for 100 days, right? About three months. So about 100 days. And you're with them eight hours a day and you become close to these young people. And I had an idea. I said, if it was my child, if it was my young person, I want to know where they're going every day. So I said, we're going to have an open house for the parents. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a great idea. Some of the interns said, no way. We are not putting, you know, Al Blank, Alice Alvey, you, and all the other characters in senior management and union home together with my parents, because we would never have a chance after that. Once we (laughs) compare notes, it's all over. But so it goes that
0: deep. And
1: that was a beautiful night. So there's one little story. There's another one, but that's one.
0: That's I love the stories. Let's get to some of the questions that are coming in. There's one that's reoccurring that is just can be summed up with this from about a dozen test messages from listeners that are listening right now. They said, "Bill, it is great that you have a great recruiting program and a great training program. Love all the stuff that you're doing, but what are you doing to retain top talent? We are having people parted away constantly. What is your trick or tip or strategy to holding on to the talent like Alice and others
1: in the crazy world. I'd love to share, David. So it's a great question and it's a challenge for everybody. It's twofold. Number one, after transition training in normal times where we bring people into Cleveland for a week and they're on campus in normal times for a week and they're living with us on campus for a week. So they really start to develop very deep relationships within the organization and they live and breathe the culture for a week. That's number one. Number two, we have post-transition training because in transition right. and everything is shiny and new, but what you find is in most positions of the company, it's that 60 days to 120 days after they joined your organization. And now they have full pipelines. Now they're fully uh-huh. involved in their role where they struggle. And so we have put teams together, and and my competition can use this. I'm happy to give it to them. It works like a charm. Post-transition training, floating transition team that stick with new employee partners the first 30, 60, 90, 120 days with the organization. It takes a lot of resources. It takes a, a lot of money to do it. But I'm here to tell you, when your new employees have trouble, it's in that 60 to 120 days with your organization that they really need your help. They don't need abandon at that point. They need your help. That's number two. And number three, for long-term retention, you just have to have great managers and leaders throughout your organization. No matter who recruits everybody and everybody's recruiting everybody, if you really love and respect the culture of your organization, and your manager, and you've developed a great relationship with your manager and your leader, and they make you better, and you become part of the family. It's hard to leave leadership that you love and care, and it's at the local level that management and that leadership is how you retain talent. That's so
0: good. It's interesting, Bill. There's a number of studies that are out there. And when it comes to why does someone stay at a company, compensation on a scale of one to 10, one being the most important, 10 being the least important, every study shows that compensation is usually around seventh or eighth in the list. The top three have to do with how they perceive themselves in the company, how the company perceives them in the company, and how they understand their role and it relates to the bigger picture. And Alice was telling me one time in a conversation, because I just love listening to this the intern program. She says, Dave, we actually move around. It's like, okay, you have this much time at this desk looking at this function. And then everyone gets up and rotates and goes to the next function. We actually do train people all the way around to the various functions. And I think so much is when you understand What Union Home has done is creating a broader understanding of the whole overall process of what they're involved in. I, I just celebrate you, Bill. I celebrate your success. Congratulations on it. And I'll leave you with you and Alice with the last thoughts. Alice, you want to add to anything we said?
2: Well, I love listening to it. So I, I think I would just say that every day you wake up and you love going to work. So when you talk about how do you retain people, to Bill's point, there's an amazing <laughs> group of leaders here at the company that make it so easy every day to want to go to work. And I think that's really the bottom line is your leadership. They respect each other. They all get along. They know how to work. And I would say it's our code of conduct. At the end of the day, we'd all wake up and want to honor that code of conduct. And uh, that's really the secret sauce right there.
0: We've we got a text in Bill that says, when are you having Cosgrove back? This is so interesting. I have a whole bunch more questions and I know you're out of time. So we're got to have you back. But Bill, thank you so much for being here. Wrapping up the thoughts of where do you see the industry going? Where do you see Union Home going in the future? Just wrap it up.
1: Thanks, David. I'm going to wrap it up and I'm going to change it up on you a minute. So, I want to give your listeners this point. My number one job at Union Home is I am the chief dysfunction police officer. So, what uh, I mean by that is at Union Home or any other company, no matter how successful you are or not, if you have dysfunction anywhere in your organization where people are attacking each other, and they're not working together to attack problems or opportunities if they're attacking each other you have to as leaders of the organization you have to resolve that dysfunction immediately and if you do that you are going to be successful in our business and have great retention and if you don't do that you're going to start losing people the best advice i can give your listeners that are in management or leadership roles You've got to really put people in a position to work together and eliminate dysfunction from the organization. And you'll be improving all the time. I think at Union Home, just like everywhere else in the mortgage business, we want to get better every day. We want to become more efficient. We want to be able to become efficient so we can continue to invest in people, in technologies for success. And everything changes in the mortgage business, but what doesn't change is it's all about great people and creating great manufacturing processes. And if you do that in our business, David, as you said, and you teach this, and so does Alice, I think you'll be successful. That's great.
0: Yeah, it's great words, words, words of wisdom. But thank you so much for being here with us today, Bill. And I know how busy you are, but thank you so much, sir.
1: Happy to. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me.
0: Our guest has been Bill Cosgrove presidency of Union Home Mortgage and CEO and just does a great job in so many areas. Share this podcast with others, especially if your company is struggling in making an investment in recruiting. Look at what he said, how many people are there involved, dedicated to it, both operations and sales, not just sales. It's the operation parts that are just so important. And then also listen to what they've done in investing, in training. These are some key components. And listen to other values that Bill espoused here. So much information we can pull out of this and we could keep going on forever, but we got to wrap it up. It's the end of the podcast. Next week, we've got Chris Dunn coming on with Kinetics, and that is a recruiting firm that's out there. We're going to talk to some recruiters in this journey as we talk through how to recruit to some of the top people. We're going to listen to the other side. Someone that does recruiting professionally as a lifestyle and a living. We're going to get into and talk to Chris. Very interesting. He has a podcast as well. It's going to be really good. We want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, the CMLA, the MBA, the Indicom, as well as Incelerate Mobility, MMI, Modex as well as Knowledge Coupon Letters 1. Thank you so much for being here and we're thrilled to have you as our listeners share this with everyone have a great week everybody look forward to having you back here next week you've been listening to Lickin on Lending a weekly mortgage market update with your host David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions join us next week and thanks for listening